Back for another edition of Woody versus Gorney, and it's turning into Gorney running away with it. Gorney, did you know you went 10 and 2 last week against the spread? I'm hot. So if you want to make money, go with Woody this week because it'll come back to the to, to the median. Yeah, Gorney now 92 66 and 1 against the spread, which is, you know, speaking of Vegas insider, get this guy on the horn, senior handicapper, Adam Gorney. I am 84 74 1, only 10 games above 500. The VIG starting to catch up with me right now. I think. Yeah, so, you're going to start Owen. Yeah. yeah you got to be careful with that. So let's get into the picks. A lot of games this week, not a lot of marquee matchups. I've heard a lot of pumpkin patch and apple picking talk, but uh, we're committed to picking the game. So let's get into it, Gorney. Best match of the week, Ohio State at Penn State, where Penn State is at 15 and a half point underdog. Yeah, this is this is what comes to me when I think of this game. Ohio State is going to score points. They got Penn State just got crushed on the offensive and defensive lines against Michigan. They tried to start a fight in the tunnel, which was at least, you know, a nice thing, but that didn't even work. Um I, I just don't know. I think Ohio State has too much firepower. This is not a whiteout. It's not even a night game. This is a noon kick in State College. I was a student there once. Luckily, half the students will be up by noon. So I am taking Ohio State here. I just feel like they have too much firepower, and Penn State's not going to be able to stop it. 41-24. It could be interesting for a little while, but I'm going to take the Bucks. Yeah, it's really tough because as much as I like Sean Clifford as a nice guy when I've hung out with him or not seen him at, you know, the QB retreat and events like that, I just hate betting on him more than any other. I mean, any other top 25 quarterback besides maybe Spencer Sanders. So um, I'm going to take Penn State just because I do like the noon kickoff. I like the sleepy atmosphere. I just can't get I, – I know Ohio State's loaded at wide receiver. It just seems like someone is hurt every single week, and they still don't have the full arsenal, guys coming in and out, running back. Travion Henderson, we feel like we barely heard from him this year. I know Mayan Williams has been really good. But, uh, yeah, I like Ohio State to win. I just think you're going to give me two touchdowns plus with a ranked team and a, a pseudo-rivalry game on the road. Yeah, give me Penn State. All right, speaking of pseudo-rivalries, depending on who you ask, number 19, Kentucky at number four, Tennessee, who's a 12.5-point favorite. Yeah, and so this is interesting because Tennessee has Georgia on tap. So this could be a look-ahead game, um, but I'm still going to take the Vols. And and the reason is they're going to be able to score points. I don't know if Kentucky is going to be able to keep up. I think this Tennessee team is actually very, very good. So it could be a little bit of a look-ahead spot. I don't know if I'd take Tennessee in the first half. I think Kentucky might come in a little bit fired up, but this is a Jimmy's and Joe's kind of game. I think Tennessee has the firepower here. I'm going to take the Vols, lay the 12 and a half. I like that the public is slightly on Kentucky and the money is slightly on Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to go Vols at home. Yeah, one thing I noticed looking at the Tennessee roster a couple of weeks ago, the Alabama game, is just like how experienced they are. I mean, we know they lost a ton of bodies to the portal, you know, and the Jeremy Pruitt debacle. But, I mean, you've got guys, you know, especially with the COVID year, fifth, yeah. sixth-year seniors, all up and down the depth chart. I mean, so I don't expect them to be like, okay, let's let down, look ahead, whatever. I do think Kentucky's defense can keep Hendon Hooker from getting loose running the ball. So because of that, I'm going to take Kentucky to cover. Uh, and I think this could be a game where it's not as high scoring as we think. I think Kentucky's got bodies. I like the way they recruit on defense. I still have questions about their offensive line. I just haven't really been sold on them. 
But uh, yeah, give me the Wildcats to cover. You know, ten point game. I like Tennessee to win, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the Wildcats can hang with them. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma State going to Kansas State. Kansas State only getting one and a half points at home. Yeah, this is an interesting game because K State could be dangerous. You you saw it last week um, at TCU for a long stretch there. And then Oklahoma State comes back and, and beats Texas in exciting fashion. Now, the public loves Oklahoma State in this game, and it looks like a line that is just begging you to take Oklahoma State, which means I'm taking Kansas State. Uh, one and a half means you just have to win the game. Vegas is trying to trying to convince you that Oklahoma State wins here. The game is going to be in Manhattan. It's probably going to be choppy. They're upset about how they played late against TCU last week. Oklahoma State is thrilled that they beat Texas coming from behind. It all sort of adds up that Kansas State sneaks out a win here and upsets Oklahoma State. I don't love the pick, but I'm going to take Kansas State. Yeah, where are we at with Kansas State's quarterbacks? I mean, that was the, they they easily win that game last week. I think if uh, their quarterback situation stays healthy, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I don't particularly like much about them, but you know they just keep trudging along. They probably should have lost that game last week. You know, if, yeah. if uh, it really makes me mad, where it's like Quinn Ewers throws losing interception, and it's like, look, the ball hit the dude right in the hands right in the, the hands. face or yeah. whatever. Uh, that interception, we need a, we need a. Where's the advanced stats analytics people? You know, we need something uh, to adjust that one because that's a rough interception to me. So, but I, I like Oklahoma State. I know it's tough to play at Kansas State, but I. This is two teams I'm just not really in love with either way. Uh, yeah, so I'll take the Pokes. Uh, Florida and Georgia, the world's largest football game. Well, what is the PC term we're calling it, Gorney? The I call it the world's largest outdoor cocktail party where oh, they drink under a bridge. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not a great setting. I've, been, I've covered that game. I've been to that game. Both stadiums on campus are bigger. I think both schools want to play on campus and they're forced to go to Jacksonville and, and play this game. I'm not crazy about it. 22, uh, you know, this is, this is a principal pick for me. 22 and a half points is too much in a rivalry game. I know there have been some throttlings recently. I know Florida is not really a great football team right now, but 22 and a half is too much. It could be 28, seven for all I care. I think Georgia wins comfortably, but just on principle, I'm taking the Gators. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, Tennessee's got Georgia next week. Well, you know, Georgia's also got Tennessee next week. <laughs> I, for, for me, Georgia's schedule, I mean, I could see how they, some of these guys get bored with some of these teams they're playing because of how good they are. They were all fired up for Oregon. They killed them. And it's been almost like cruise control ever since. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to take the Gators. I mean, 42-21 is a cover here. So, definitely on the backdoor side. Speaking of fighting in the tunnel, we don't, you know, they're going to fight in the tunnel. They'll be pregame chirping out on the field. I can't, I can't wait for that. See who, who starts it. We saw it. It's funny because I think at Missouri, it was Jalen Carter who started it for Georgia when he was fighting or arguing with the Missouri Missouri players. I was like, of course, it's the guy uh, from Florida that's getting into it. I love the, I love it. I love the pregame chirping on the field before the game. So I hope we get the shot of that. But yeah, give me the Gators. Anthony Richardson has the ability to keep the team in the game single-handedly. I know Georgia's got a ton of speed, but yeah, I'll take the Gators to, to cover there. TCU at West Virginia, weird game. West Virginia, uh, touchdown underdog at home. 
Yeah, this is a weird game because you think the way TCU is playing, they're going to go in there and just throttle them. West Virginia is its own worst enemy a lot of times. Uh, JT Daniels with unfortunate picks during important parts of the game. Neil Brown may be coaching for his life. Um, With all that being said, seven and a half looks fishy. I'm taking the Mountaineers. I could see 35-31. They're going to lose. TCU probably sneaks out a win. Um, you know, TCU could go in there and, and, and blow them out. TCU is, I think, a very good football team. But the way they came back last week, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot here. Go on the road. Tough environment, maybe. If West Virginia is up to play, they can kind of hang around and make it interesting. I'm going to take the points here, especially with the hook, and take the Mountaineers. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, – what did I put? Oh, TCU. I almost said West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> I liked what I saw from TCU in that comeback last week. Max Duggan, very fun to watch, uh, very entertaining quarterback. I kind of – maybe revisionist history during the game. was like, this guy's in Iowa's backyard. They didn't even want him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they wanted him, if I remember yeah. right. I think a lot of a lot of schools wanted him as a recruit. I didn't like that. I. I hate that revisionist history that it's like, okay, nobody wanted the kid. I mean, he had an offer from Iowa. He had an offer from Iowa State. So he had an offer from Nebraska. I mean, I think it was Tim Brando. Who, yeah, Tim Brando way, loves to have – loves loves that sort of storyline sometimes. Yeah, t- t- honestly, becoming the worst announced – the worst major announcing crew, Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. Is that who it yeah. is? I mean, I yeah. I'm sorry. Tim probably blocked me on Twitter if he – he sees that's, that's the other thing. He's notorious for blocking people on Twitter, then mentions Twitter on like every single broadcast. It's like, all right, so Tim, you want to get some recruiting info? Hit me up. I'll I'll set you straight. But yeah, Max Duggan was a take at, at all three of those schools. So yeah, of course they could have used him. You know, yeah. 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 USC could use Bryce Young too. They didn't get him. Right. Uh, next up, uh, Notre Dame at Syracuse. Syracuse trying to bounce back after that Clemson game. They should have probably won in their two and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, so this could go one of two ways, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a side here. But Syracuse really did play well against Clemson last weekend, and you know Garrett Schrader got pushed out late, and that should have been a flag, and that could have changed the scope of the game. And you know maybe DJ fumbling on the goal line was a little bit of good luck for Syracuse that they ran that back. But going down there in that environment, in that setting, and playing so well was very impressive. They're and they're tough at home. You know, they're very tough at home. I think that's an important factor here. But it's also a big letdown spot for Syracuse. Uh, You know, they were undefeated. They went down to Clemson and lost in a tough way. Notre Dame is really kind of fighting for its life a little bit. Honestly, didn't look that great against UNLV last weekend, uh, especially on defense. The line is low, but I'm going to take Notre Dame here. I might regret this pick after seeing Drew Pine take the field. But uh, I'm going to take the Irish here because I think Syracuse, it's a tough spot for them to come back into. You know what? I'm taking the cues. You don't just walk into the carrier dome with the air conditioning on. Is that the, is it the same company that sponsors it? Is it? The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. The heat. Crank up the heat uh, for the Irish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Garrett Schrader. I, I love the offensive coordinator. Let me tell you something. Hire him. If you're a school that needs a coach, Georgia Tech, maybe, you know, look to someone like that. Offensive whiz, proven in and out. We've seen it happen time and time again. I'm going to take the cues. Rough season for Notre Dame, just up and down. 
Nothing, you know, we saw Steve Angeli get into the lineup last week, speaking of which, at the, the end of a blowout against UNLV. But, uh, yeah, give me the cues to, to win and cover pretty easily there. Uh, Oregon going to Cal, the old Justin Wilcox Bowl. He turned down the job, Gorney, they said. he was. That's who they wanted. Joey didn't want, the, didn't want the publicity. That's what they've been saying, and that 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 seems very curious. I'm going to take uh, wrote a letter. He wrote a letter saying that they should hire him instead of Dan Lanning. Wonder how that's where's that freezing cold takes to pull that letter out. But anyway, 17 points a lot. This line's moved a lot too. Was the letter on recycled paper because it, 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 I I hope it was because they're very, they're very uh, into that in Berkeley. Anyway, I'm going to take Cal here. 17 and a half is too much. If it gets, if it gets, I think it's the hook too. So, uh, I think it's up to 17 and a half. I'm going to take Cal. Cal's not a very good football team. They can't score, um, but they're at home. Oregon's coming off a huge win over UCLA where they looked really, really good. They can go in there and kind of overpower them and win 35-7, 42-10. But this is, again, this is a spot game. Oregon is coming off of UCLA. They're feeling really good about themselves. Cal is struggling, but 17 seems too much. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ducks. I picked against them last week uh, just because I thought it was crazy. Honestly, the onside kick changed the game. I mean, nobody was stopping anybody in that game. I don't think Cal can slow down Oregon. I just think their offense, I mean, they have like five starting running backs. It's crazy if you look at their, you know, stable of backs who they can just kind of keep rolling out. And Bo Nix, you know, if he didn't have that first game, (laughs) he might be right in the top five for the Heisman. Uh, with the way he's played. So, uh, yeah, give me the Ducks to cover that big number on the road. Uh, next up, Wake Forest going to Louisville. Louisville getting three and a half at home. Yeah, uh, this is another interesting game because the line is so low. But this is one of the games where I think it's going to be very high scoring. I could see 45-42, 49-45. Doesn't really fit my argument here but i'm gonna take louisville this is another line that it looks like way too low i think the suckers in vegas look at number 10 wake forest and go minus three and a half they're gonna kill louisville and then louisville you know is up 14 three after the first quarter and it's kind of choppy along the way and a lot of points are scored i'm not entirely sold on wake forest defense scott satterfield's kind of fighting for his life there I'm going to take Louisville. I don't love this pick, but I'm going to take Louisville plus three and the hook. Yeah, I'm going to take Wake. I think uh, well, went for that overtime loss to, to Clemson. I mean, they'd be undefeated. Yeah, I think they go up there and they take – I don't think Louisville's very good. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, Flyville fans. Uh, give me <laughs> – guess I'm not going to get that shirt from the Clarksons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give, me, give me the Cardinals. All right, next up, uh, we have Illinois going to Nebraska. Nebraska, seven-and-a-half-point home underdog. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Seven-and-a-half is a lot of points in a game that might not be much of a shootout. Illinois' defense, though, it literally might be one of the best defenses in the country, like one of the top three. So Illinois is very well coached. You know, Brett Bielema is there. The defensive coordinator is doing a phenomenal job and should be getting a head coaching job uh, anytime. But I think seven and a half is too much in a game that could be 21-17. So I'm going to take Nebraska. That should say Nebraska plus seven and a half. Uh, We'll Mm -hmm. we'll correct that. But um, I'm going to take Nebraska here at home. I think Illinois wins the game, 
But again, I think it's kind of slow, kind of choppy. And I don't love that Illinois is really, really well coached against the Nebraska team that is on an interim coach. But I'm going to take them with seven and a half points here. Yeah. How about Trey Palmer, former five star? You know, what he was at, taking a lot of criticism for that ranking. Uh, now, now it looks like it's coming through. Although I was sort of strong armed, if uh, you remember at the time. Yeah. I always thought Trey would be a better safety, as uh, crazy as that sounds. But uh, he's looked really good. Looking back at those things, we had him and Jamar Chase at the five star, same five star challenge with Derek Stingling, just so much talent down there in Louisiana. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Huskers too. I like it. I like it. I think, like you said, seven and a half is too much. It's not going to be a blowout. And if it and if it starts being a shootout, I like Nebraska's ability to score. Uh, Illinois does have a pair of really good corners. You know, of course, got a good running back, so the, that matchup will be key. Can Palmer get loose again? Cincinnati going to UCF. This was looking like college game day until the Knights uh, <laughs> went to East Carolina and got hammered. And now they're up uh, one and a half point favorite at home, though. And Vegas still has faith in them. Yeah, so this is a this is just a, a a complete numbers game, and I think Cincinnati wins on coaching. I think they win on culture. I think UCF looked terrible last week against East Carolina, but for some reason the money's flooding in on UCF here. So something's up with the Bearcats. I think you know the the sharp guys know something is going on here. SMU backdoor covered Cincinnati last weekend. I think UCF squeaks this one out. I'm going to take UCF and the Gus bus. Uh, don't love the pick. Wouldn't bet the game. Don't love it. But plus 40 on the money against the public. I'm going to take UCF. Yeah, I'm going to take the Knights as well. Uh, I, this is not, as I've said, all years. That's the same Cincinnati team. No one is watching them play because they're ranked. They're ranked. They only lost once, I think, to, to Arkansas. But it's like you're not watching them. Even last week, they got up to a big lead, so it wasn't even an entertaining game. The next thing you know, you turn around and look, and SMU had got over, almost come all the way back. So yeah. I like UCF. I think, uh, you know, you walk into the bounce house, whatever, roof, fix your roof field or whatever it's called. <laughs> roof. I remember it was a big controversy when they wanted to name the field after the roofing company. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, give me the Knights, my alma mater. Uh, to win and cover at home. Mizzou going to surprisingly ranked South Carolina, who is a four-point favorite. Yeah, this is this is the one, again, and there's a lot of these games this week, and I'm not crazy about it because momentum can kind of pick up and do well, but I think people are falling in love with a South Carolina team that faced just a god-awful Texas A&M offense last week. And that game was 17-0 in the first five minutes, which included the opening kickoff return for a touchdown. And then Texas A&M's backup center snapping the ball before Haynes King expected it, it bouncing into a South Carolina defender's arms, and he ran to like the two-yard line. They scored again. Other than that, Texas A&M won the game. So I think they outscored him 24-13 the rest of the way. If that was the case, if those first five minutes didn't happen, I think this is a pick 'em game. That means Missouri has the advantage. I like Missouri here. I, uh, you know, I think Luther Burden's getting the ball more. This is one of those games that, again, it might be low scoring, it might be choppy, but I'm going to take Mizzou plus four. They could lose the game and still cover. I'm going to take them. Yeah, I like Mizzou as well. I think, uh, like you said, I mean, look, that game was wild. I think. I think when they were up 17 to nothing, uh, 
South Carolina had like 35 yards of offense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, look, they won the game. They did their job. Uh, I, I had been uh, live action. I was looking at the – I was definitely looking at the the Aggies heavily. <laughs> it's much to my uh, – right? I mean, they've got a lot of problems, though, it's at Texas A&M. Great win for South Carolina. You take it. But, you know, I just think they're not the number 25 team in the country. We figured they get three for home, so this is not that big of a of a line. But I think these teams are basically even. South Carolina needs this win, though. Get bowl eligible now. Get it out of the way as they head into the home stretch. Um, so, so we'll see. But yeah, give me the Tigers. Next up, we have USC going to Arizona. Arizona, fifteen and a half point home underdog. Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is one I'm completely staying away from uh, in my personal life. If I did that, but. 80% of the people love USC here, like 98% of the money. That's too much on both sides. Um, USC at Oregon State really did not look very good. Um, but they're so much more talented. That's the problem. So if they come to play, they're going to play really well. They're coming off of a buy and coming off of a loss. I think Lincoln Riley thinks the Pac-12 refs are out to get them. I just think the Pac-12 refs are bad and don't know what, what the hell they're doing half the time on the field. This can be kind of an either-way game because, you know, 41-28 doesn't cover. But I'm going to take USC here. I think they could lay a big one on Arizona. Sometimes Tucson's a weird place to play. Sometimes, you know, oftentimes USC goes out there and doesn't play well. I think this is a little bit of a different era, and I think USC is a little peed off how utah finished coming off of a buy they're fresh i'm gonna take usc yeah you got uh you got t-mac you got Jaden delora two of my favorite players forget it give me arizona the hawaiian boys the island boys uh 15 and a half too much that a lot of the people who go to arizona people would say couldn't get into usc so the <laughs> Students, not football players. Right. So that's <laughs> maybe both. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't couldn't get a spot on the rowing team or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, give give me the Wildcats to cover. I think it's going to be rocking. It's going to be a fun game. I will be watching that one probably while walking the dog on my phone out at, at night. But yeah, give me. I'll definitely take the Wildcats to cover. Next up, Michigan State going to Michigan, way down the list. Michigan a twenty three point favorite. Yeah, and this is another principal game. Too many points. Michigan State has played this game incredibly tough over the years. Michigan State's not a very good football team right now, but it's too many points. It could be 28-7 for all I care. I'm taking Michigan State. Uh, too many weird things happen in this game. Rivalry game, too many points. Vegas is looking for, for the public to be loading up on Michigan on a big number, and I think Michigan State covers here easily. Yeah, this is my George Costanza game of the week. I felt the same way as you, so I'm going to switch, go against my instinct, and pick right. Michigan to cover. I I don't know about Michigan. I, I'm wondering, in looking at the schedules, and I saw their 2023 schedule came out today. A lot of people were talking about, you know, the cupcake nature of it. And I'm wondering, like, you know, should Oregon have even played Georgia? Like, no. What? They're playing – Oregon's playing 11 of 12 teams because they played BYU – uh, out of conference and then they played uh they play nine conference games and they played georgia so i mean they're playing 11 to 12 against power five teams essentially for what they yeah. go they, they get embarrassed by georgia and now they're eliminated from the playoffs so yep 
There's no That's point. Right. There's no point in those teams playing. If you go undefeated in the Pac-12, you'll be in. Now a one-loss, second-rate, second, you know, second-best SEC team gets in over a one-loss Pac-12 team. It's stupid to do. Right. So Michigan essentially, you know, they're gearing up for Ohio State. Yep. Um, a lot of so that's that's the top talking point for me. But yeah, give me Michigan in the Costanza pick uh, going against my instinct. Next up, we have Pitt going to North Carolina. North Carolina three point home favorite. Yeah, it's weird that the that the number is so small. Um, Pitt did not look very good against Louisville last week. The money's about split with the public on North Carolina, though. And so maybe a really well-coached, hard-nosed pit team figures out a way to score on a North Carolina defense that's not very good. I'm still going to go with North Carolina here. Minus three basically means you just have to win. I'm going to take North Carolina. This I actually think this game could be a push. It could end up being 45-42 North Carolina. Something crazy. Their defense is not very good, but I don't think Pitt's offense is very good either. I'm just going to take North Carolina, and I don't know why. Yeah, I'm going to take North Carolina, too. I actually like them big. I don't know, you know, future top 10 pick, Keaton Slovis. I have not been impressed with him, needless to say. Almost almost like having four NFL-wide receivers at his disposal <laughs> at USC may have helped him. Yeah, that might have helped just a little bit. So, yeah, give me the Tar Heels. Next up, we have Ole Miss at Texas A&M. What would have been one of the games of the year at the beginning of the season. Instead, it's buried at the list. What do you think, Gorney? I'm running out of steam here. We're going through so many games. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. Uh, I'm going to take Texas A&M. <laughs> Here's why. Because the number has to be inflated. And the other point is, is that Texas A&M um, – looks terrible watching them it makes your stomach hurt i mean it their offense just can't move the ball and i hate the word identity but their offense has no identity they only throw to evan stewart they only give the ball to a chain like but their only blowout this year is against mississippi state and that def and that offense is hard to deal with and it was in starkville you know, South Carolina, they could have won that game if not for a few plays. They they went down to the final play against Alabama. Um, App State, you know, that, that was App State. But even if they lose, they're going to lose close. Ole Miss kind of got pounded against LSU last weekend. I'm going to – I mean, I don't know why, but I'm going to take Texas A&M here. I want to take Texas A&M too, and it's only because of the defensive front. I've said it. I pick them every week. I say the same thing. Ole Miss loves to run the ball. The way LSU really shut them down after being down 17-3 last week was kind of eye-opening. Uh, I think maybe they got some things figured out. So, yeah, give me the Aggies, though. Wegman era, hopefully in full effect, yeah. I think. Uh, which, you know, uh, he was one of those guys that we just got hammered on social media. Why isn't he a five-star? Why isn't he a five-star? Why isn't he a five-star? Then it's like, okay, well, why isn't he playing? If, if right. he's so good and these other quarterbacks look horrible – you know, and so someone's. I, so I asked someone. I said, "Why isn't he playing?" <laughs> Just a couple weeks ago. Oh, he got in late. You know, still yeah. learning the playbook. I'm like, well, the other guys clearly don't know the playbook. They don't know it so either. Yeah, get him out there. So yeah, give me the Aggies. Uh, last but not least, in the marathon show, Stanford at UCLA. UCLA 16 and a half point favorite. Yeah, I, I'm going to take Stanford. They're going to try to grind this out and make it slow and. You know, I don't think they have a chance to win the game, really, but the public is all over UCLA in this game. You know, I think it's sort of a bounce back opportunity for them. 
It's going to be a late kick in the Rose Bowl. They could maybe get thirty thousand there for this game if lucky. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Stanford. The 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 money is flipped. It's just too many points. Stanford loses, uh, but they don't lose big because they can probably try to pound it a little bit. I don't think Stanford's a very good football team at all. It will be interesting to see what David Shaw's future there is. Um, but I think 16 and a half is, is too much in this game. Yeah, I had Arizona State last week on the money line, and uh, the game ended on the, the one-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. It just made me sick. So guess what? Give me Chip Kelly. Give me DTR bouncing back. DTR with some wild post-game comments last week after that game. But UCLA did not punt once. Yeah, uh, in that game against Oregon, they the onside kick killed them. They couldn't score down the end zone late in the game, so yeah, I think they're just going to run past I, the, the speed for UCLA. Uh, you know, all over the field, classic Chip Kelly team. So yeah, give me the Bruins. All right, that wraps it up for a massive pick show. I'm sure everybody made it all the way to the end. <laughs> there are tons of people still watching and listening. So be sure to subscribe to the Rivals YouTube channel. Lock into our shows. Gorney's got his podcast Tuesdays with Gorney. You can hear this show, uh, the Pick Show, on the Commitment Issues podcast feed. So, all right, be sure to join us next week. Thanks, Gorney. See ya.